What's good, family? It has been a minute since it's the blood for me. He's been back, but listen, we're here. I know a lot of you guys are excited, and I'm excited with you. All I can say is this entire season's about to bless you because I've got some of the most epic topics to talk about. The whole theme is going to be Target, being having a target on your back and being a Christian. What it's like being a Christian in this society with the way that people feel like you should act in the way that they feel like you should be. So dropping this very first episode, being a Christian with what society feels like you should be, the expectations, how things should go, what things should be like, how you should act, what they expect of you, how you should dress from top to bottom. Y'all, let's let's bring it to the mic. All things come to the mic it's the blood for me we back all i can say is get into this episode i right, i'm out do you feel like it's hard to be a christian mm. i'm not i don't i don't know what hard it is but i'm gonna say being consistent is what i struggle with when i get up in the morning and i'm supposed to pray or i'm supposed to pray throughout the day or pray before i go to bed I'm not consistent with it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not there. Hey, Leah, when you wake up in the morning, pray. When you go to bed at night, pray. It's consistency for me. That makes it a little bit. So let me ask you this. Do you feel like society creates this where we have to where we have to force ourselves to build, to build this relationship with Christ versus it coming natural? Because, you know, that goes back to my episode, The Ultimate Decision. For those of you who didn't watch watch that, you need to. Where we talked about, you know, blank versus blank. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you, your relationship with God, again, is your relationship with God. You know, I'm close with my family, but I don't talk to them every day. Right. I might talk to them every other day. Ain't no might. I talk to them every other day. Right. Or, like, we'll have a, a long conversation on one day. I might, on Monday, I might not hear them from Wednesday. So, you know, do you mean like that? Like, that kind of consistency? Because, like, that's how I kind of, my relationship with God is. Like, when I get in my car, I pray because I don't know what that car going to do. That's true. But, you know, when it comes to, like, me having conversations with Christ, you know, sometimes... I have a long conversation with Christ. Sometimes on Tuesday, that conversation with God might be, thanks for waking me up. You know, I pray that I make it to work on time, not on time. Well, that too. You know, I pray I make it to work safe, and that be the end of my prayer. And then the next day, I might have a something to talk to Jesus about. And then I might go went Thursday without even really, thank you for waking me up, go about my day. You know, and you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like, Okay, me personally, in, in, in opinion-wise, I feel like I need to pray to God. I need to have a conversation with God every single day. Whether it's just, hey, thank you, God, for just waking me up this morning. Amen. Or whether it's, oh, God, I got to talk about this. I got to talk about that. You know, da 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 And it's like a five-minute prayer or ten-minute prayer. I feel overwhelmed sometimes when I do go to these churches, as a side note. Mm-hmm. And you got these pastors or these people saying well every day you should pray for 20 minutes or you should pray for more than 15 minutes. I ain't got that much to talk about for 20 minutes. But it's Not saying, to my family. I know, but it's saying thank you God for waking me up this morning. Is that not enough? Like that's where I'm like kind of confused but 
for me, it's just like, as long as I have a conversation with him every single day, you know, it ain't got to be a 10 minute hour long conversation. It's simply just, hey, God, thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for allowing, thank you for keeping me safe throughout the night. You know, I, I don't feel like, in my opinion, I don't feel like God needs all of that. I think he already knows. He knows what we're thinking. He knows what we're on mentally every single day. Like, I don't really have to verbally say that to him. I think he already knows. But it's just something as simple as that where it's like these church folk think it's not enough. Can I speak on behalf of the church? Yes. Being somebody who loves church and who's in church all the time and, like, serves, I I want to say, like, for sometimes, like, when they have those 20-minute prayer meetings, it's not really, I'm going to say this and I'm going to clean it up. Mm-hmm. It's not really for the people who already have a strong prayer life. Yes, it is for them also. Mm-hmm. But to clean it up, I say that to say, when you have new believers in the church and you're trying to get them to introduce themselves to God and get familiar to praying, let's take a minute and pray for 20 minutes. Well, gotcha. I don't know what to pray about for 20 minutes. Well, let's just, let's just pray. Let's sit right. down and just talk about God. You know, you know, I, God, I want to thank you for waking me up this morning. I want to thank you for the life that you've given me. Thank you for the opportunities that you placed in my life. God, I pray that you remove all things and you just start confessing things to Christ and it allows them to give a little opening to, you know, understand who Christ is and understand how to speak to Christ versus, you know, somebody who is well seasoned in their walk with God, you know, you wouldn't be one of the people that would be sitting down. And sometimes it is the case for you the one sitting down because sometimes we all need prayer and a 20 minute prayer isn't specifically you sitting down for 20 minutes praying. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a group of people together, you know, a group of people Mm -hmm. praying and talking about Jesus might last about an hour and 40 minutes. But, you know, I, I go ahead. I mean, I hear you. And now that you said that, I really think about it in that aspect. The people who are those prayer warriors, the people who have experience with praying Sometimes we always think that the pastor or whoever is preaching at the time is really talking to us. And maybe they're not talking to us. Maybe they're talking about the, the, you know, the new people who are trying to get more familiar with what God is asking us to do and all that good old stuff. And I, I, think, I think I understand it in that aspect. But for me, because I am a prayer warrior, because I am the type of person that prays all the time, I don't feel like I need to go 20 minutes, 20, 30 and minutes an hour, I think God already hears me and hears me on a daily basis. It's just the fact of me putting forth that effort. I I know why would God die on the cross for our sins for us to sit there and just give it, give it, give it, give it, give it, drive. Like he knows that we're going to make mistakes. He knows that sometimes we're going to slack. And I'm thankful for that because he sees me for who I am. He sees me as this person that's living in a world that's full of sin. He sees that. So, because he sees that, I don't really have to try as hard as what people are trying to make me try. Like, people trying to make me pray for 20 minutes. I don't need to pray 20 minutes to God if he knows me. If he knows who I am, and he knows that I'm in a world of sin, I would think that, you know, I don't really gotta... Yeah. And that all just goes back to, you know, if you, if, 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 if you know your walk, if you know Christ, mm-hmm. like you have your own relationship with him, 
But you also have to understand, too, and I say this and speak to myself as well. You know, when you are in ministry and when you serve a church and, you know, like the leaders, they they know you, you know, hey, this person's struggling with X, Y, and Z. I know, you know, you may have gone. I know you've gone through some things like that as well. If you can kind of help them out, you know, just kind of pray for them, just kind of sit down and talk to them, you know, that's prayer by itself. Oh, yeah. You know, but I also want to ask another question. Do you feel like being a Christian, you have a target on your back? Oh, <laughs> yes. Talk of about course, it. of course. Like, it's like we always talked about how the devil was always the angel, right? And for some reason, he just, you know, didn't want to follow that path. And I feel like everything that I do that's good, I feel like the devil is constantly weighing me down, trying to prevent me from either going to where I'm supposed to go to or whatever God is. Hey, he said, make it plain, make it clear, write it down. I can't, sometimes I feel like I can't get to where I need to be if the devil ain't weighing me down just a little bit. But like I said, it is, it's hard to be a Christian. It really is. Like the devil is on your back 24 seven. The thing is you got to be able to trust in God. You have to have the faith as a mustard seed and believe that God is going to sit there and lift you up and give you the strength that you need to be able to carry the devil on your back to where he wants you to go. So I think that that's very important. I don't think that we can really be as Christian as we're supposed to be if we're not having that, having the devil specifically on our back or we're not going through obstacles or different changes or that weight or whatever it is that's literally holding us back. I feel like that makes us stronger as an individual. And when you say carry the devil on your back, you mean like carry him to your next mouth? Yeah. I mean, hey, you want to sit there and hang on to my back all you want to? Okay, well, come on here. Um, just know that when Jesus comes, you're getting slayed. Okay. But as long as you stay behind me, I ain't worried. That's all right. Hey, if you want to sit there and attach yourself to my back, okay, great. But guess what? I know that God is my savior. I know that he's my deliverer. I know that he's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Why am I worried about somebody that's sitting there attaching attaching themselves to my back instead of looking at what God has in front of me? So that now that you say that, that leads me to another question. You talked about what he has in front of you. As non-believers, they look at Christians and they expect us to be perfect. And they don't understand what God has in front of you. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, do you feel like you have a target on your back being a Christian in society now? Sometimes. Of what society holds against, of what a Christian should be and what they should look like and what they should act like. Yeah, sometimes everybody has their own opinion. Everybody thinks what they want to think. Don't nobody know the relationship I have with God. Don't nobody know the plan that God has for my life. Of course, they're going to look, oh, well, she's bougie or, you know, she's so uptight. She's just, I mean, and a lot of church folk do that. They be like, well, she well, they, just. They hit you with that and you call yourself a Christian. Yeah. And you call yourself a Christian. Exactly. Like, they get on my nerves Jesus made me in his own image. You keep on talking. Okay. I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not. You... Tell it. Jesus told it like it was. Mm-hmm. God told it like it was. Oh, yeah. And it's clear as day in the Bible. I'm going to tell you how I feel. Either you like it or you don't. And But it, it was on a respectful level. And like some people, they expect, you to, they expect Christians to be this yes person. Oh, yeah. You know, somebody asks you for $40 as a Christian, you're supposed to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. Nope. I'm not about to let you run me dry. You know, or 
I feel like sometimes people take Christians and they 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 take advantage of them. Oh yeah. So like, what are some experiences that you've had being a Christian in society and things that people made to you that kind of made you feel like, dang, I'm not, I'm just I'm I'm not perfect. I'm human. At the end of the day, I'm just trying to see Jesus. That's all. Um, like you said, with the money situation, like. They think because I'm a Christian, I'm supposed to give you my money. But what about me? What about taking care of me? Like, I can't just always provide for you. Like, sometimes you got to be able to trust in God and say, hey, I'm going to go out there and get it for myself. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like people just try to, like, weigh you down with, you're a Christian, so you need to be able to pay me $50. I don't take that against, I, I don't hold that against me. Like, there's no reason for me to do that. Like, my thing is, is like if you keep saying that I'm a Christian, why don't you go out there and search and build your relationship with God for yourself? Why are you always coming to the Christians to sit there and help you? Why can't you go to God to help yourself? So that also leads me to another question. When you said help yourself, and if you're so worried about it, why don't you join and be a Christian? So you know how, like, people always look for Christians for their answer on everything in the world? Like, oh, well, you know, well, what do the Christians think about it? Oh, well, for example, say there was a... Somehow, some way, they end up being a gay chancellor at a school. Mm-hmm. And people's like, well, what do the Christians think about it? Or they're opening up a club, a new club in downtown Greece, but well, what do the church people think about it? It's got a church down the street. Mm-hmm. Or... um. Just little things like what do the like? I feel like they're always trying to put a target on Christians. Like, what do you guys think about it? I don't have no opinion on it because yeah. I don't want to say nothing that's wrong. Mm-hmm. You go ask Jesus. Well, we're asking you because you're supposed to be a product of Jesus, and so are you. Yep. You might not be a believer, but we were all made in His image. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. we were all created to be. As much like him as we can possibly yep. be like him in this mm-hmm. world of sin. Yep. So with things like that, how do you kind of take that on a worldly perspective? Like especially things on Twitter when they do things like, oh, well, what do Christians think about this? Like the Christian Twitter is so shady to me. Mm-mm-mm. I think it's crazy. I think it's just like... You're asking us Christians to give you all the answers. But like I said before, I'm just like, I can't give you all the answers. My relationship with God is different than your relationship with God or the relationship that you plan on having with God. You got to be able to reach out and have that conversation with him to see what terms you guys are on specifically. It's just like you said, everybody's relationship is different. I can't just tell you all the answers because every time I tell you an answer, it may be just based off of me and it might not necessarily apply to you. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, like I said, like these are the, this is the relationship I have with God. You have to be able to build your own relationship with him yourself to find those specific answers because I may not be able to give you an answer. God didn't, I may not be the vessel that God placed oh. in your life. For you to sit there and say, hey, well, God placed you in my life as a vessel, so you're supposed to deliver the answers. That may not be my position. That may not be my job. And even if it was, I would have known that from the beginning. And I would have been able to answer your question. But because I don't, I'm not the vessel. God didn't place me in that situation 
to even be able oh, yeah. to help you with what you're going through. Exactly. So I can't speak on that issue. And because I can't speak on that issue, I choose not to say anything. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I feel like when some Christians get up and try to say things about it, I'm like, now you're making it look bad on the rest of us. Like, you know, we understand the whole being gay. Yep. We understand the whole um, drugs. We oh. understand disobeying. We, we understand cheating. We understand lying. We understand everything that the Bible talks about, you know, and a true believer will look at it and be like, okay, well, how can I go about life and try my best not to do some of these things? Exactly. But you also got to know as a Christian when to shut up. You mm. have to know when to shut up because Preach. it's like, just like you said, you know, God didn't bring me to be a vessel to you at that time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and sometimes it's, uh, People of Christ, you know, we always pray, you know, God, use me as a vessel to be a blessing mm-hmm. in somebody's life. Well, God, I'm praying that you use me as a vessel. Exactly. Not that the world will use me as a vessel to bless mm-hmm. somebody. God didn't lead me to help you out in your situation. Yep. And sometimes you see people struggling. You ever been out with your family? And they're like, go help that lady. Go help that lady. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God ain't put on my conscience to go help this woman. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I might go over to that woman and they disrespect her. No, go help her. I'm not going to go help her. Somebody else go to help her and she disrespect them. Now, what if that was me? And you leading me to do something that my God didn't lead me to do. And I know for some people, you're like, oh my God, that ain't a scenario. That's literally how it is. Yeah. Sometimes you literally have to shut up and sit in your place. Oh, yeah. And like, that's not even worth me talking about. Oh, yeah. You know, and you just got to provide an atmosphere that is modest and humble to where people can feel comfortable even sitting down and having a conversation to you. Now, if you approach me, on a situation, God, as in, as it says in Jeremiah 29 and 11, mm-hmm. you know, for I know the plans that I have for you. Yep. If God planned your life out for you, he placed that person to sit down in front of you to tell you about what's going on. Exactly. Now, you could have a whole conversation with somebody and speak life into them and walk away and not know a word that you said. Yep. But God will literally place the Holy Spirit to intervene because the Bible also says that when two or more are gathered, and he will be in the midst. Mm-hmm. And if you got two people gathered and God had placed it at the right time to talk about Jesus and to save this soul or to introduce this soul to the body of Christ, yeah. then God placed you to do that. Yeah. But sometimes as a Christian, if you don't feel led, shut up. Because you might say something that could turn somebody away from Christ. And now you die and they blood on your hands. And how you feeling? Mm-hmm. When God says, I, I have to deny you into the kingdom... Because you turn my people away. God, what you talking about? I've been perfect. No, you haven't been perfect. And that's where you got it twisted. Because none of my people are perfect. You might be perfect in my eyes, but you are not perfect. That's why you need me. And that's why you have to shut up in situations. Because you can easily turn people away just by saying things that God did not lay on your heart to say. And you slapping Bible scriptures that people will read this scripture, read that scripture. I get what the scripture, what the scripture says, but you can and you can interpret a scripture differently just like we interpret a sentence. Exactly. A sentence could say, and I tell you, tie this all back to to this this episode because uh, 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 a sentence could say that the dog is wet, mm-hmm. and so many people can interpret that and say, well, the dog was sweating, or the dog had ran in a puddle, or yep. it was raining outside. That's why the dog was wet. No, that's not what the sentence said. The sentence says that the dog was wet. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to worry about anything else because it talks about if you if you took the sentence and just kept going with it, you could have said something like the dog is wet after a long day of walking in the rain. But some people would have took that and said the dog is wet because 
it was showered down upon it. Like it would have just done all types of things, but it's like sometimes in scripture you have to continue to read. Yep. Shut up and continue reading. Yep. So that's just that's my point of view. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta shut up and you just gotta let God handle it. Sometimes we as Christians or we as human beings, we we sit there and we talk and we talk and we talk, and then when we talk, we cause more issues. And sometimes it's just zip your mouth, lock it, throw away the key. Do what I said that I need you to do and give the rest to me. Leave the rest to me. And that applies to everything, for oh, yeah. even life. Like, one of the girls at my job was like, you're too nice to people. I'm like, no, I'm not too nice. It's just the fact that I'm going to listen to anybody, but it's it's whether or not I'm going to choose to react. Exactly. Like, you can tell me, oh, well, I've had a long day, blah, blah, blah. You can tell me about your whole life story, and I just listen and not say a word and then go about my day. Yeah. And sometimes you just feel led to like, hey, you know, I know what you're going through, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you should try this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, let me help you out. Do so. Or sometimes you just like, I'm, I hear you. Yeah. And then that goes to show that, you know, when people ask us, well, why are we so nice? Well, why do we keep doing this? Why do we keep doing that? Sometimes if you don't continue to do those certain things, then you're basically blocking your own blessings. If you're not going out here being nice, you never know who God places in your life you as vessels. And as soon as you sit there and pop off at the mouth you and that's the, the person that God blessed you with, you basically blocked your entire blessing right there. We talk about how I want new friends. I want new oh, friends. Yeah. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. But God sets us up in predicaments to give us these. Like, for example, you're like, you know what, I God, I really need help. Like, my mental, I'm going crazy. Yeah. And God places you with a doctor. Uh-uh, I'm not going to no doctor. God placed you with a doctor. God put that doctor in your life, and now you're saying that you don't need him? Oh, yeah. Okay. That ain't for me to speak on. Mm-hmm. That's between you and God. Maybe God arranged something with you. That ain't my business. But it's just kind of interesting just kind of being a Christian and, like, the way society expects us to be perfect. Right. And they want us to, you know, well, girls shouldn't show this and they shouldn't show that. And, you know, like when the Bible talks about modesty, you know, modesty then and modesty now is two mm-hmm. different things. The, tr- the, the the fashion trend was different. They wore different clothing than what we wore oh, yeah. now. So, you know, when you're talking about modesty, what is you saying? Are you saying things that are too tight? Are you saying things that are showing things inappropriate? Mm-hmm. Are you saying things that should only be showed in the room? Now, when I think of modesty, my definition of modesty, when it applies to people in dress code, I look at it along the lines of, you know, don't wear anything that you feel like is going to show things that should only be seen by you or your partner. Yep. You know, or, and, and you know, just like little stuff like that. Like, what are some things that you think about, like, when people say that, um, just like, what is the word I'm trying to find? Um, stereotypes about Christians. Um, okay, for me, prime example. I am a Christian. I mean, that's the well known. Me being the musician and also being a singer at church. A lot of people expect me to be all dressed up in churchy clothes. They want me to sit there and look elegant. They want me to have a skirt on. They want me to have a jacket on. They want me to have a full suit on. I'm not comfortable in that. That's just not me. I'm okay with coming in there with some jeans and a nice shirt that may have, well, Jesus loves me or Lord, I need you now or something on my shirt. Like I'm more of that modern person where 
I feel like I'm, I shouldn't be judged as to what I specifically wear. I shouldn't be judged by man yeah. of how I should come to church. But you also have to follow the leadership. Yeah. But if, if your leader is coming to church and his, his, his wife is coming to church and the congregation is coming to church dressed up, you have to follow the leadership. And I tell people all the time, you know, find a church for you. Exactly. If you don't feel comfortable dressing up at a church, you yep. need to find a church where you can go to, where you can dress comfortable and still receive your word. Yep. Don't just stop at the first church and like, oh, nah, they turned me off. Yeah, they exactly. talked about how this was wrong and that was wrong. I can't go to no church. All church people the same. No, every church that you like mm-hmm. is the same. Maybe you need to step out of your comfort zone and find a church that you wouldn't normally go to. And that might be the church that's for you. Exactly. And I'm glad that you said that because the church that I'm at, we do have those Sundays where it's just... Hey, dress how you want to dress, dress freely, but still present yourself as, you know, as you would present yourself on any other occasion. But, um, I always, always do follow under leadership. And the one thing that I think people need to realize is that when you do that, you got to learn how to make the best of it, best out of it. Like, no, I don't want to be dressing up in a suit or I don't want to be dressing up in all that stuff. But if my leadership is doing that, hey, I'm going to sit there and say, okay, I'm going to find me the best outfit. Right. I'm going to look cute. I'm going to try my best to look presentable. Yeah, I'm going to look cute and stuff like that and rock it. Versus, well, I'm going to sit here and be ignorant. I'm not going to sit there and dress the way that they right. dress. And then you or something like that. Right. But the good thing about my church is you do have those churches where they have that Kaya service where it's come as you are. And I like that. I like having that opportunity to have a one or two Sundays to, to dress how I want to. But guess what? It's only for an hour to three hours. Right, you can't throw a decent fit on the for part of the For only hour, hour three hours, hours and I minutes. hate that. I hate dressing up. I really do. But that's why I said I've learned to make the best out of certain things. Like, I know if I got to sit there and wear a dress or if I got to wear all black, okay, well, I'm going to go out here, take my precious time, I'm going to find me something that's all black. I'm going to wear something that I know is cute. I'm going to put my little cute heels on for only an hour to three hours, and I'm going to keep it pushing. But it's just like everybody finds a negative in certain things. And that really bothers me. Like, be cute. This is the time where you get to dress up. I know we've been in quarantine for, you know, weeks and stuff like that. But now you get the opportunity to put on something nice. You get to look cute. And I'm not saying going to church look cute all the time. But be more self-confident. Be self-evident or confident in your own self. You know, just, hey, I'm here to serve God. I look cute today. I'm good. Put yourself in a good mood to be able to give the people what they want. Sometimes, you know, you don't realize that as being on the praise team for me, that people do look at my outfit. People, mm-hmm. that's the first people conversation. People look at leadership. They're looking at the ushers. Exactly. They're looking at the prayer warriors. Oh, They're yeah. looking at the administrators. Mm-hmm. They're looking at the youth department, the college ministry. Yeah. They're looking at every member like, okay, if this is the church I'm going to go to, I want to make sure that at least people look like people that I would want to approach. Exactly. And that's what I said, being on the front line as as your leadership or anything that you do, the first thing that people might come up to you say, oh, y'all, it looks cute. And, that and might that's be the, the spark beginning of a, of a conversation right there. That may be leading to, well, I want to be saved or I want to come to your church more often. I want to join your church. And you never know. But that's why I say you just got to be mindful. And that's why I say you have to learn how to make the best out of certain things. Sometimes you being on the front line and being in leadership, it ain't about you. It's about whatever God is sitting there flowing through you to be able to get to his own people. Mm. So you just got to be mindful of that. You got to be mindful. Yep. <sighs> mm-hmm. 
I think that's all I got. Hey. Because you covered that. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Hey, I've been through a lot this year. And I swear to you, just by praying and fasting, like I've been doing, I have seen so much. I've realized so much about my life. I've realized so much about the things that I need to be doing. So it's just, I have so much to sit there and share with other people. And I, I really think, thank you for the opportunity. Okay. <laughs> I really do. Because I've been wanting to get that out for months. You know what? Oh, I always do this on my podcast. It's okay. Let it out. I'm just so grateful to God. And I know everybody's like, dang, you just a Jesus freak. I am. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, you know, God gave me a platform to be able to use other believers and Mm non-believers to share their testimonies about Christ so that anybody can hear it. My episode on Church Hurt, and I will continue to promote this, was one of my highest played episodes Mm -hmm. because people loved it. And I want to do a part two. (laughs) And the girl who did it with me, she wants to do a part two. So I'm I'm just honored and blessed at the same time to use this platform to talk about a topic that I can talk about for 16 hours straight. Because oh, yeah. if we ain't talking about Jesus, I don't want to talk. Okay. Amen. I hear you now. But I'm just so grateful for this podcast, man. I'm happy. I'm, I'm grateful happy. to finally get you onto this podcast. Praise it's, God. I know. I know. I know. I'm thankful. I'm Because it's been about 14 years. I swear. I swear it has. But I'm happy to be on here. I'm happy to be able to share my testimony. And I hope that it reaches anyone out there that are just struggling or just going through the same situations that I've been going through. And of course, we'll talk about that later, but y'all, I just want to stop. I want to cut her off real quick and say, (laughs) y'all, she set the mood because you know, the Bible says how Jesus turned water into wine. Y'all sis got some wine and this is some wine I ain't never seen before, but you know, (laughs) praise God to the folk, you know, to, 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 to the drinkers and things. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with no wine. Mm-hmm. I, ain't, I just wrong with it. just don't overdo it. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll taste a, a a cap full of it. Just, you know, just just just, just a cap. Just a little bit. You feel you me? You like it. You like it. But I appreciate having you on here, man. You know, it means a lot to me to have my friends because you know it's been a lot going on oh, yeah. in this pandemic and not being able to see people and finally seeing people mm-hmm. and people's changed. You yep. know, I'm just really honored to uh be here and before i finish this episode real quick i want to say because i mentioned you the other day (laughs) and i was like i remember we were talking about going crazy doing crazy things with our friends i was with some i I ain't gonna expose these persons Mm -hmm. this person's story but basically a situation happened that involved like shooting yeah uh, well, I'll take that back. It didn't involve a shooting. It involved a gun. Right. But it when I when I heard that, it immediately brought me to pre-dawn. I know. Sophomore year. <laughs> I remember that. And I, and I had told her, I said, bro, look, things like that, you'll look back on and be like, dang, I'm thankful for that situation. Yes. I said, I'll never forget it because the girl I was with, she had a best friend. And she was like, oh, my brother's in the club. And I said, I, I remember I was in the back seat like, bro, don't nobody care about your brother, but we got to get out of here. <laughs> if he's dead, he's dead. I, oh my God, like that was so crazy. Yeah. But I look back at it and I'm like, dang, yeah. I would redo that again. Oh yeah. 
because that experience that came with that mm-hmm. was crazy. But I also thank God that we made it out of there alive. Oh, yeah. Because we could have been that girl that was trampled over at the exactly. club. And her converse is scattered all across the yep. ground and her wig snatched up off her head and things. Yep, but, yep. you know. That's true. But look, y'all, I th- that that was a tangent, but we out of here. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Episode one. No, what is this? Yes, this is episode one, part two. It's the blood for me. Amen. Wow. Hallelujah. I feel like I just started this podcast. <laughs> I feel and like it's already I off. Just... <laughs> All right. Somebody turn this mic off.